Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I'm very excited for today's episode because we're going to be talking all things pacing and everything that I've learned in my three years as a distance runner. So just sit back and relax. We'll just jump right into the episode. All right, hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are going to be chatting all things pacing. There are a lot of topics that I want to get into, but I really want to do this episode mostly for those who like are just starting out and running or maybe you've been running for a little bit and you have no idea what it means when like people refer to a 5k pace or half marathon pace or even how you figure that out for yourself as well as if you are someone that is looking to improve your pace like I just want to talk a little bit about like what that's looked like for me over the years especially in relation to like my marathon racing and sort of what that looks like for me in Chicago I know I just did an episode around like three things that I'm doing differently for Chicago but I really want to focus on pacing in this episode and just talk about like everything that I've learned, especially with a coach, so that if you are someone who is like considering having a coach or you don't have the means to have access to a coach at the moment, I just want to share some of the insight that I've learned. But before we get into that, let's of course start with some highs and lows for the week. All right, so my high for the week is that this past weekend we had the one-year birthday anniversary, whatever you want to call it, of Resiliency and Running Run Club, and it was such a fun time. It was so cool because we got to hold it at ASICS on Oxford Street, so that was super, super cool, and I still can't believe that like we got to celebrate one year of Resiliency and Running Run Clubs at the ASICS store, and so we got to go there and hang out and get a bunch of yummy goodies, and it was just such a lovely time, and I just really enjoyed it a lot, and it was just so lovely to meet everyone and hang out with everyone, but it was just, I think, mostly really special just to be with so many of you. There were new faces, there were familiar faces, and it just always means a lot to me and I think I really took a step back that day to really you know recognize that it's been a full year of this and that a year ago this month I showed up to the first one not knowing that like you know what was to be expected I wasn't sure if anyone would show up and I was really worried that like it wasn't gonna work out and I just feel like it's such a blessing that to, that I get to hang out with you guys and meet you guys every month and just go for a little 5k jog around London and so I will always be grateful for that and I think that this month has just been really exciting just continuing to celebrate three years of podcasting one year of RER run clubs but also most importantly today I made an announcement and this episode will go live on Friday so if you don't follow me on social media I feel like that's the best way to get like the most real-time announcements but I'm recording this on a Monday and today I announced that RER hats are officially available worldwide I finally fixed it I finally figured it out and it took me ages and I am so sorry but I know that people have been asking still and I see it as like a comment on some videos like from time to time still so I was just like I promise I'm trying to sort it out but I finally fixed it and so it is available worldwide which is super super exciting so I can't wait to see everyone wearing their hats I hope that you guys tag me in your photos or tag me in pictures that you take but yeah just a really great weekend and I just really loved celebrating with everyone and I'm already looking forward to the next 
Aria Run Club as always. My low for the week is that it is officially moving week for me. And by the time this episode goes up, I will be like preparing like to move in 24 hours time. So I am like in the week of, so I still have a lot of time to prepare, but obviously there's just a lot of things to get in order. There's a lot of like loose ends to tie up and it, it can be a bit stressful just like on top of like work and running and obviously all that stuff. So I am like really trying to practice grace with myself and try and like give myself grace and practice patience in terms of like you know not letting things get to me because I think that there are a lot of different factors that go into moving that can be really frustrating and living in London is just a nightmare if you know you know it's just not a great time trying to move flats and so I'm trying to be kind to myself this week because it's a big week and like I've been saying third time moving this year so hoping that this is the third and final one but I'm really excited for where I'm moving to and yeah just a lot of really exciting things and just like things to look forward to so I'm really excited but without further ado let's just jump right into the episode. All right, so I want to... Sh- Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you haven't listened to my episode last week, I just want to reiterate here that I've been doing a series over on Instagram with my coaching company, Purdue Performance, titled Marathon Monday. So every Monday we go live at 4 p.m. GMT with a new topic around marathon training and just documenting my journey to Chicago Marathon. And I... I'm not going to lie. It's been a great way to sort of build off of those topics to then like create podcast episodes. So I am kind of including some of that in this episode, but I'm going to build on that in different ways. But for example, this week's was all around my different marathon paces throughout the years, what that looked like on a treadmill in terms of different speeds. So if you want to go and watch that, make sure to go and follow me on Instagram. It's just at Resiliency and Running, which by the way, we hit 10K on Instagram, which is pretty cool. I know that it's not all about numbers, but honestly, it was just really cool to see that on Saturday morning but that's a side note anyways I want to start out first of all before we get into like the different marathon paces of mine throughout the years and like different things that I may have done to like improve those paces I want to start with just what it means to run at different paces and like if you're just starting out and running and I don't know maybe you've signed up to your first 5k or 10k maybe a half marathon or a full marathon figuring out what your pace is I think is so important whether or not you have a coach it sort of sets the baseline for your training in terms of like what paces you'll be training at and then you can compare that with like what your goal time is if you have one and I think it's helpful in just sort of helping to make your training a little more unique to you and you as a runner rather than going and finding a random plan online that could be catered to someone completely different And by the way, most of the plans that you find online that are free are actually catered to males. So for my ladies out there, I made the same mistake and I would always follow those plans and I would always wonder why some workouts felt so hard, if not impossible to do. But I think one of the biggest things with, you know, whether or not 
you have a coach or not, like I think in your approach to training, it's important to know what your paces are in terms of a 5K, 10K, half marathon and full marathon. And you can figure these out either by going out and racing those distances or like racing them yourself. But I think it's important to know like what your pace is and just sort of for I'm not sure if this is like a baseline or if this is any sort of like an averaging sort of tactic or estimating tactic. But for me, there's at least a 30 second difference between each of those paces. So, for example, my 5K pace is around seven minutes. My 10K pace is around, I'd say the exception is that my 5K pace and 10K pace only have about like a 10 second um, difference between them. And so my 5K pace is like seven minutes, if not like sub seven minutes, like a little bit faster. And then my 10K pace is around 710 to 715. So between those two, you can see there's about like a 10 to 15 second difference. But then when you compare my 10K pace, for example, with my half marathon pace, my half marathon pace is more at 7 minutes 40 seconds to 7 minutes 45 seconds. And then so between that, that's when you start to see like the 30 second difference. But then when you compare my half marathon and my full marathon pace, that's only at the moment in terms of like my goal time, there's only about a 10 second, 15 second difference because in order to Boston qualify with my goal of, in order to Boston qualify, which is my goal for Chicago Marathon, I have thrown an average of 750 to 755 per mile at Chicago Marathon. So that's only about, like I said, 10 second difference really between the half marathon and full marathon pace. This is obviously not going to be the same for everyone. So I really encourage that you go out and sort of figure these out for yourself. And so that can sort of help you set the baseline for your training. And, and that kind of will differentiate in terms of what you're training for. But I think that it also sort of helps you in terms of like figuring out like what you're capable of. So for example, if you're sitting at a pace that's like super close to your goal time, I think it's like helpful to kind of see where you're at now and compare it to what your goal is. If you've got like a 5k time that you really want to aim for, I know that that's always really tough because the 5k is such a hard race to run. It's such a hard distance to race. And so I think it's just helpful in knowing that and then kind of in, you know, in the and then kind of in your desire to get faster, learning about different workouts, I think is really important as well. And again, this was something that I did not know about. I think one of the first things I learned about was a fartlek workout. And I really fell in love with fartlek workouts for a while because you can do fartlek workouts a number of different ways, whether it's like time-based. So like looking at your watch or programming it into your watch, or if you wanted to be a little more relaxed, like I used to just like create playlists on Spotify and I'll link them if I can find them in the show notes of the episode but like I would literally just go back and forth between a fast song and a slow song so realistically like I'm speeding up for two to three minutes and then slowing down two to three minutes and a lot of these workouts kind of practice that mentality and that structure really of just speeding up slowing down speeding up slowing down but the purpose of this or at least what I've learned from my coach is that you're putting your body into that stress to practice and like give your body a taste of what that feels like so that you can kind of work at getting better and better at it and your body gets more and more used to it. So in terms of like my current weekly training, my coach will always include at least one tempo session and one interval session. And the difference between these two is that with a tempo session, you're getting progressively faster versus intervals, you're kind of doing like a number of 
of like, for example, last week I did four times, I think it was something like four times six minutes at marathon pace or half marathon pace. And you have a recovery period in between and it'll be something shorter, like 90 seconds or something. But you'll kind of like go at that hard pace and then recover for a little bit, go at that hard pace, recover for a little bit. And then whether or not you want to do that at a track or just at a park, I typically go to a park that has a big loop. But I would definitely prefer a track, but sometimes I just can't be asked early in the morning to go and like book myself into a track. But I think it's really important to know that like these workouts are the workouts that really help you get faster. And something that was really clearly evident to me in my training for Berlin Marathon was that I just did not prioritize any speed work whatsoever, which I think was really a big reason why I didn't see a difference in my marathon times for a while. And I remember specifically kind of choosing the easier road of like, you know, I picked a free plan online that didn't have any speed work and I wanted something that was just easy and that it would just like, you know, kind of building mileage week by week. And like I said, like at that point I had the goal of going sub four for a long time and I think at that point I just wasn't really wanting to put in the effort too much and then it wasn't until the beginning of this year that I really decided actually I want to take this to the next level I want to get a coach so that the coach can like figure out what workouts I really should be doing versus me just going and finding plans online so that I don't you know injure myself or hurt myself any further than I had at the beginning of this year with my injury I think just having a coach, there are a number of reasons why I think that it's such a game changer just in terms of like not only will it help you improve as an athlete, but it just helps you become a smarter runner, but also just become a lot more in tune with your body. I think something that and so kind of going back to this story with the Berlin Marathon, I remember like, you know, doing these workouts and not really seeing much of a difference of like in terms of like my fitness levels. And I wasn't really that fixated on that. But when I remember like crossing the finish line and I remember looking at my splits and seeing at 40k just how close I was to a sub four and being so frustrated at myself. And I genuinely think that like that was the point where I was like, right, you know, I'm I'm going to start looking into coaching like I can't just keep relying on myself to try and push myself to get there. And so I really wanted to take it to the next level. And that's why I joined Purdue Performance. And by the way, I always have a link to them in the show notes of the episode. If you ever want to have a look or if you ever have any questions, you can always DM me. I, you know, I think that they're great. But as I said in my last episode, it's not a one size fits all. I would highly recommend you have a browse around at different coaching offerings because you kind of have to figure out what works best for you. But kind of going back to this, I think it's it's been really clearly evident of like how much not only like I think there's a couple of things that have really helped my pacing and just like becoming a faster runner. And I think I've said this before, but I was someone who came into running and I used to run like anything from 11 to 13 minutes per mile, I think 10 minutes on a good day. And I kind of just always thought that I was not meant to be a fast runner. And I didn't think that like I had the body or the fitness levels or the ability to push myself to go faster I kind of thought that people were kind of just like born into these speeds and as weird as that sounds I just did not know anything about running at the time this was years ago when I was kind of just like casually running when I had just finished playing sports growing up and so to see like the progress of what I've made since then is really really cool I did a video last week about how my easy run at the moment is actually faster than my Berlin Marathon average pace during the race last year which is really crazy to me because it just goes to show that like not only does coaching play a massive 
element in it, I think. I think consistency also plays a huge factor. And I think that like that has been such a big thing for me over the years in terms of just keeping consistent with running and showing up day after day. Not that I'm running every day, but just that, you know, I'm showing up for the running days. I'm showing up for the rest days. I'm showing up with my fueling and hydration and showing up for each element of running to make sure that you are constantly bettering yourself as a runner. And so when we look at now my marathon paces and how they've changed throughout the years, I thought that this was such an interesting topic and video to do for Marathon Monday. And so I really just wanted to sort of elaborate on it because when you look at like my first marathon ever, I ran that in five hours, 29 minutes, 54 seconds. It was a trail marathon in 2020 in Oregon. And yeah, there was, I mean, there was a lot of elevation, there was a lot of walking. And so it wasn't, to me, it didn't feel like a marathon that I was necessarily racing. That was 100% like that first marathon that you just want to get through and get done. And I, I'm going to be honest that after that marathon, I did not know if I ever wanted to run another one again, but here we are. But kind of after that, seeing me progressively improve just little by little, because I kind of saw, you know, okay, I went and ran London Marathon 2021 for my second marathon, and that was in four hours and 12 minutes. And so to me, that jump between the first and second marathon was huge, right? And, you know, obviously there are a lot of factors that play into that London is a road marathon. It's pretty flat. And I actually had some like more proper training through my charity that I was working with. And so I think that the approach was definitely very different. And so that was very cool to see. But then with the two marathons that followed London 2021, I only saw an increase of a minute per marathon, as crazy as that is. And if anything, I went down a minute, so I ran a minute slower at Paris. Paris was four hours and 13 minutes, I believe. And then, as I said, at Berlin, I ran it in four hours, 10 minutes, and 57 seconds. And so, for a while, it was really frustrating, and 2022 was just a little bit frustrating for me in that, in that regard, just because... I did feel like I was making some improvements as a runner and I did feel like, okay, you know, I'm getting the hang of the marathon thing and like what a marathon training block looks like. But I think it was more that I was getting into the swing of things and I was getting comfortable and I kind of knew what I kind of had to do training wise in order to get myself up to marathon shape. But I think what's important here is if you want to improve your marathon time, you do have to include the speed work. And something that took me from a 410 marathon to a 342 marathon earlier this year was just that. And I think it's incredibly important as well to note that prior to running Manchester, I only had six weeks to train for that marathon. But in those six weeks, I really learned a lot about, about myself as a runner. And it was the first time that I was really working with Purdue. So I was learning a a lot about these new workouts and I think one of my favorite workouts that I'm doing now with Chicago as well is including speed work in my long runs on Sundays which I think is such a game changer because it really truly puts your body in like that stress of a longer run so you're doing that higher higher mileage are kind of like getting more into that marathon and like race day mentality so you're practicing your fueling you're practicing like okay what would you actually wear for a race day because you want to practice and see like what works best, what fits best, what is most comfortable for you. And I think it, it was such a game changer for me because it really, it gave my body an opportunity to practice, you know, going from fast to slow, fast to slow. And like this past weekend, it was like practicing between 
marathon pace and easy pace and switching between the two. And I think what's really important in a workout like that specifically is when you're going from easy pace back into marathon pace on tired legs. And like that is what is going to, I think, really in the end help you and your body practice like getting more and more comfortable at that marathon pace. Because I'm going to be honest, at this point in time, I can't confidently say that my this Boston qualifying marathon pace feels comfortable. I'd say it feels more comfortable than the very beginning when I first started. But I think week by week, I think I'm definitely feeling like a little bit more comfortable every time. But I think now what my coach is doing is increasing the amount of time that I am in marathon pace per workout. And so that is going to be the real test, I think, this weekend. And so I think it's just important to note as well that like while it is totally possible for you to improve your paces and get faster in running. I think something that I'm really learning as a runner is that it's an incredibly frustrating thing to work at because like there's a reason that people don't run fast. There's a reason that not everyone runs fast because it's hard work and you really have to push your body. You really have to push yourself and it's not just the physical pushing. It's mentally pushing your body and your mind to keep going. And I've said this time and time again, it's the reason I've created the Resiliency and Running podcast because it's not just the mental aspects, but the physical aspects as well. And I think especially in like these summer training months, it's so hard to continue to motivate yourself. And I think, but I think really it's such good practice for race day because whilst you're out on your long runs on a Sunday morning, you're it's just you. It's you versus you. You know, you don't have the crowds no matter what race you're racing in the fall. I know that a lot of us have signed up for fall marathon races, but I think that like that is something that you know will be there at like, for example, for me, I know that Chicago Marathon will have insane crowds and it's going to be great. And that's going to be really motivating and really help me push myself forward. But right now I am building that mental resilience of like, okay, I didn't really hit pace on that last minute, but I'm going to go into easy pace now. And then I'm going to try again in the next set of intervals. And I think it's really important that to remember here that you are your biggest cheerleader and like no one is going to motivate you more than yourself in running. Because as much as I'd like to say that running is such a lovely community sport, at the end of the day, it is unfortunately, in reality, an individual sport. So you really do have to be your biggest cheerleader rooting for yourself. So make sure that you have that with yourself, that you can, you know, keep yourself positive during a hard long run session or whatever session that you're doing. Because that's something that I am continuously learning because it's so hard to keep yourself positive in some of those tougher runs. But it's something that my coach reminds me and she reminded me this past weekend that, you know, whilst these workouts are tough, so are we. And we can push ourselves and, you know, we are the we are the people that hold ourselves back the most. So I think it's it's really showing up how you want to show up and asking yourself, you know, what do I want to accomplish today? and believing that you can totally conquer this workout. But that's kind of the episode in a nutshell. I just really wanted to kind of touch on a lot of the elements of pacing that I learned about in the past few years. And even then, I feel like I've definitely not learned it all and I definitely have so much more to learn. And so I definitely want to have my coach on in you know, a future episode and maybe do some more like of like a Q&A format because I think it's so interesting to hear about running and hear about the reasons why she gives me certain workouts. So, you know, be on the lookout for that, whether it's on the podcast or on TikTok or Instagram, make sure that you are following. But again, I just wanted to say 
A huge thank you for listening to the podcast. This will be the final episode of August. And so we're wrapping up this month of just a lot of big celebrations, which has just been really lovely and just a really lovely reminder for me of like what this podcast means to me and what resiliency and running means to me. So thank you so much for listening, for tuning in weekly, for following on social media and leaving likes and comments and just sending really lovely messages. i cannot tell you how much it means to me when you guys send me messages on like Instagram or TikTok and you share like how whether it's this podcast or a certain video or you know the attitude that I bring to certain videos you know I really want to make running as inclusive and I want to share like as much of how like what the reality is for me as a runner and what my journey has looked like just to show you that it's not perfect it's not you know something that's like you know been this like big s curve like it's had a lot of bumps along the way but it's all about like i said the resiliency and running and just keeping at it and keeping consistent at it and thank you also if you ordered a hat because that just means so much to me that like people actually want to buy something with the podcast name on it and like wear that out in public i think that that's just like a crazy thing to me but thank you thank you again and i'm going to shut up now before (laughs) this episode goes on too long but i will see you in the next one all right everyone that's gonna wrap up another episode of the resiliency and running podcast i really do hope that you enjoyed it as i mentioned in the episode if i've mentioned any resources or links they will be listed in the show notes of the episode and if you ever have any questions feel free to shoot me a dm on social media otherwise i look forward to seeing you in the next episode bye